You are listening to the podcast of International Media Network TV BRICS. Good afternoon, Nikolai Maximovich. You're engaged in the development of ballet schools in Russia. In 2016, the first ballet class of the Vaganova Academy of Russian Ballet began its work in Vladivostok. And how's the training going now under your patronage? I was the first person who organized this, who created all this by order of Vladimir Putin. At the beginning of this year, he appreciated my contribution very much at one of the meetings, which I did not attend. I was particularly pleased that he named me as an example. He said that he was amazed by the results of my work. This was the highest praise for me, because it seemed to me that the head of state could not know about such things. I repeatedly communicated with him about this, specifically when I was establishing it in Vladivostok. But I did not know that he knew every detail of it. Afterwards, I found out. Now all this is under the patronage of the Moscow Academy of Choreography, my educational institution, which I once graduated from, my native school. They patronize this, and we patronize now a project called Talented People, which should improve the skills of our colleagues across the country. What other regions of Russia will become ballet centers? Vladivostok, Kemerovo, Kaliningrad, and Sevastopol in Crimea. It's now a federal city, Sevastopol, in Crimea. Four centers are organized like this. Some huge funds are being invested in this because these will be very large-scale centers. There will be not only ballet and music schools, but also art schools, which will grow over time. Foreign students have been trying to get into our ballet schools since Soviet times, and what are their relations with foreign ballet universities now? We admit only those students, first of all, who are suitable for us by qualification. And secondly, we're very limited to admit huge numbers of them, because classes cannot be overcrowded. They don't want to do separate classes for foreign students. They want to study together with Russians. And this is very difficult because of the number of classes. And the second point, despite the fact that we have a giant hostel, it also has a limit. I did my best so that children could live by toe in a room. Well, if a room is very large, then by three of them. When I was given this post, eight people lived in a room. I do not accept this. I think it is abnormal. Any person should develop in a normal way of life. So we admit a limited number of them, no more than 50 to 60 people a year. I know that more Japanese and Koreans than Chinese come to study at the Vaganova Academy. What is the reason for this? Somehow, they have a very developed infrastructure. China, unlike Japan, has a public education system. Japan has none. In Japan, there are only 12 free jobs at the Tokyo National Ballet. 12. And in China, in one of the largest cities, 
I know. There is a school. Yes, it is built like a city, where 2,000 students are admitted to the first class only. We admit more students than in Europe and the world, and I don't take China, 60 students, and they admit 2,000 students in one of the cities only. You see, this is why Japan needs it. Well, in Korea, they have paid education up to a certain age. Only after a certain age and after certain successes, it becomes free. Therefore, parents who want to invest in it, who have already the money to do it, they want to do it in Russia, and I agree with them. In general, if someone wants to dance classical ballet, there are only three schools in the world. I've said this many times. In St. Petersburg, Moscow and Paris. That is all. Others are good, but these three schools are the oldest schools in the world, with their own traditions, pros and cons and so on, but they are the main centers of classical ballet, and it has always been like this for me. In China, not only the world's classical ballet, but the national one is staged. It's just their classics, their legends, their mythology and history. And they have a lot of such performances. They're always called like Princess Goldfish, or some, for example, Prince Nightingale. They have a lot of it. And it's very interesting and beautiful, because it has music of Chinese authors and choreography. Because it is since the 1950s, even earlier, ever since the end of the 1940s, when Mao Zedong was still there, when Stalin lived, a huge number of dancers were sent there from Moscow and St. Petersburg. My teacher told me that they were the first, Nikolai Fadeychev and Maya Plesetska, to dance Swan Lake there. I don't remember which city, I think in Beijing. People were sitting on the floor and talking. They didn't applaud. They didn't know what it was to applaud. They could talk. In general, it was a wild country. There were no such gigantic theaters. The Soviet Union made all this there. It instilled this culture. And then they, our teachers and choreographers, worked there for decades. Then it all grew up there. Your classical dance teacher, Petro Pestov, was quite a tough man, and later you thanked him for the strictness many times. This is my last teacher, Petro Pestov. Unfortunately, all my teachers were very strict. I never had any good souls, as I can say. I thanked them for their strictness, because they brought up hard work in me, a careful attitude to this profession. Everything I have achieved in life, I have achieved thanks to what they had taught me.
And this art, neither classical ballet nor top-class sports, cannot be without serious methods of pressure. Why pressure? A child must overcome their capabilities at some moment in order to improve more and more, to learn endurance, concentration. It's very difficult, and here, unfortunately, lisping does not work. One person can say something in a whisper so that the current will pass through someone's body, and another person will shout. It depends on the nature of the teacher. I had very tough teachers in the theater. I'm very grateful to them for that strictness, because it was a kind of love. I always explain that the stick in the ballet is the carrot. When you are not paid attention, you are out of competition. That's all. No one bets on you. And if there is a stick, then they bet on you and deal with you. And do you think that this core, this strictness, is the success of the Russian ballet school? Not only, but also in the methodology, in the fact that ballet is taught here as much as the lawn is watered and mowed in England. We, the Russian school of ballet, have existed longer than the United States as a nation. And there's nothing more to say. Thank you very much, Nikolai Maximovich. Thank you for taking the time. You are listening to the podcast of International Media Network, TV Bricks.